Welcome to Don't Box Me In on TalkZone.com, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, hello, and how do you? I'm back again for another week of Don't Box In. You know, uh, thanks to the media, there has been a lot of exposure to the gang lifestyle in Southern California. And uh, sometimes it's glamorized in movies and music. But we forget often that these are real people who live in the various neighborhoods that struggle with the temptations and downfalls of the gang lifestyle. My guest today will share with us how choosing a life of the streets affected his own life and how he named Young kids make better choices than he did. Alfredo Barrios of Order of Hip Hop 26. It is with pleasure that I welcome you to the show today, and I'm going to thank you in advance for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you again for having me this morning, and it's a pleasure as well to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. You know, so I want to start at the beginning, Alfredo. You uh, grew up in one of Southern California's most, one of the most famous cities, and that is Long Beach, correct? Yes, that's correct. Long, Long Beach, California. Okay, so would you say when things started out, it was like a normal childhood? Your, you know, mom, dad, siblings, and little league games on Saturday. Yes, it was. It was like a regular uh, childhood. I had both parents in the house. Uh, good parents. Uh, came from Mexico as, uh, when I was actually uh, just about to be born. Uh, they arrived here from Mexico to seek a better life. And uh, we ended up uh, living and moving into a neighborhood in North Long Beach, California, uh, back in the late 70s. Okay. You have brothers and sisters? I have a total of five, uh, two brothers, two sisters, uh, all older than Uh-oh. myself. There are, my oldest sister is 46. My uh, brother is 44, I believe. My other brother is 42. And my other sister, Inez, is... 40. And you are? I'm 38 years old. Oh, so you're the baby. Okay, you're the baby. Okay. All right. So you're the baby. So somewhere along uh, there between the childhood, something changed for you uh, around the age of 16, if I read correctly. Can you explain what happened? At 16 years old, uh, like I said, grew up in North Long Beach, California. And before I was 16, I was already in and out of juvenile hall and camp. Uh, juvenile camp, uh, detention centers. Um, and my family chose a life of selling drugs uh, to make money, actually. Uh, not my mother and father, actually, but just my brothers. Uh, and me being the baby at the time, the young one, uh, I was intrigued by the money coming in, by the cars. So I was involved with it a little bit as well. And um, at 16, my father was innocent murder. Uh and, again, that took a toll on all of us. And instead of trying to uh, make something positive out of that, I chose retaliation. Mm. Uh, so you had a, you had an inkling uh, when your father was killed who, who did it? Yes, we already had knew the uh, gang that did it. It was, not a, it was a neighborhood not too far away from where we grew up. Um, and, you know, if he, was innocent, if he was an innocent bystander out there, uh, this during Sunday afternoon. Uh, actually, he was scheduled to be heading out to Mexico to actually go out there and live for a while, uh, a day before his murder. And um, 
my mother left without him and said she'll meet him out there within a week or so. So um, she had left Mexico, and when she arrived in Mexico the following day, she arrived to a phone call that he was murdered. My, oh, my. My, oh, my. Now, you said it was actually your your siblings that got you involved in the lifestyle. Um, do you think that if that had if they had not been around, that maybe you still would have gotten involved in the lifestyle? Uh, to be honest with you, I think I would have been involved because uh, in the neighborhood that we grew up in general, it was just either you're part of something or you're going to focus on your education to make it and make it out of that neighborhood. And at mm-hmm. that time, I wasn't focused on that education. Okay. So talking about education, did you manage to finish with your schooling or graduate? Well, um, when I was 16, again, I was, uh, I believe, in my senior year. Uh, I had uh, I was in high school, in a regular high school, in my senior year. Um, and in December, um, on Christmas Day of 1991, that was my senior year, uh, I was actually arrested. And uh, mm-hmm. that stopped me from graduating from high school. Wow. So you were you're arrested and I guess I'm assuming locked up for a significant period of time. That's why you couldn't graduate. Yes. Um, I was facing a 15 to life on five counts. And uh, for some strange reason, the witnesses want to understand during the preliminary hearing and they they uh, admitted to lying under oath. Uh, so the district attorney, the prosecution basically uh, uh, presented a plea bargain to myself and my older brother, who they implemented him in being involved with me, which he wasn't, um, they offered us from 15 to life a three-year deal. Um, so being young and my older brother being my advisor uh, pretty much made me take that, that plea bargain, and I, I served two years straight on that. Okay. If I can ask, if it's if it's not prying too much, what were the charges? Uh, they were attempted murder. They were dropped down to assault with a deadly weapon. Okay. Okay. And um, so you got the three years for that one. Yes. And what, was that the last contact with the law after, or, or was there more after that? Actually, there was more. Um, when I was uh, about a month and a half prior uh, to my release date, which was in uh, again December 1993, uh, about a month and a half in October. Uh, five of my relatives, uh, actually two of my relatives, but the five people total at the house were all brutally murdered, shot in the head in the city of Long Beach as well. Um, mm. So as I'm coming home to, to, to this, there's another war out there happening. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm patrolling to the same location. And when I came home, uh, I ended up staying out for 48 days before receiving a parole violation for uh, for. For uh, guns, uh, actually, they found some guns underneath my home, and uh, they gave me a year a year straight parole violation for that. Um, during that time that uh, I went back in, uh, I served another year, and when I returned home, I basically just said, you know, it's time to make money and just uh, stay away from anything unless I had to, and I was still with a negative mentality, so. Uh, I ended up working for some people that was telling me, hey, there's, I know some people that uh, can, that have money, that owe us money, and I need you to collect it. And uh, I was like, fine. So I started doing that, and um, I ended up, uh, a partner of mine ended up going in the home, and uh, 
Actually, I was the only one caught running out. We were chased by the police foot pursuit. And um, when I was uh, captured, uh, my, my, my partner got away. Um, and I ended up serving. They were trying to give me 39 years with 85%. Oh, my goodness. I, uh, I ended up taking another plea bargain because I knew I was guilty. And I took a plea bargain for 14 years with 85%. And that was in 1995. Um, and how old were you at the time, dear? 21. I had just recently been released from that parole violation, and I stayed out 10 months again. And, um, you know, I was just with a, a negative mentality still, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I served, they gave me 14 years with 85%. Uh, within, within the four-year period of that sentence, I was visited at a, 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 level, a level four prison in uh, California up north uh, by two individuals that were uh, detectives. And when I saw their business card, it said homicide on it, I immediately jumped up and asked the guard that I had no questions for these individuals and I wanted to be taken back to my cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, two weeks later, I was on the, on the newspaper of Long Beach uh, uh, Press Telegram and on the bus being shipped back to L.A. County Jail to fight uh, 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 murder, on, murder with special circumstances, which um, the death penalty case was all over, was over me. Um, mm-hmm. So... So yeah, that was in that was in 1999 when the charges were uh, placed upon me uh, to fight uh, murder out here in Long Beach, California. Um, so, wow. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of weight to carry. So you you ended up doing 15 years out of all of those charges altogether. Well, I was already serving a 14 years with 85 percent. And so that meant I had to serve 12 years flat before I was eligible for parole. Now, once the death penalty charge and the murder charge were placed upon me, I immediately lost my uh, parole date. I had, I did not have a date anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I fought that case for two years. I went to two jury trials. Uh, one jury found me, uh, nine individuals found me guilty. Three individuals found me not guilty. Uh, so that was a hung jury. Uh, the next jury trial went to seven individuals found me guilty and five not guilty. So based on that, the judge basically stated, um, there's not a jury in the world that's going to convict me, but there's not a jury in the world that's going to let me go home either. So mm-hmm. he, dis- he dismissed that case under uh, prejudice, meaning they cannot never refile that case again. Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's when I knew my life had changed right then and there. Um, mm-hmm. I recall uh, a five-minute recess break going into a court uh, tank by myself and trial. And I literally got on my knees and I said, uh, right before my, the jury was going to uh, give me my verdict, I said, Lord, if, uh, if it's your will for me to uh, stay in prison for the rest of my life because, you know, I'm going to hurt someone if I'm given that opportunity to come home, then I accept my life sentence today. Um, but if you know that I, my story can help someone out there, and especially the youth, uh, and I can be used out there in your way, and I, I welcome that, and I, and I will do that when I get home. Um, so, uh, by the grace of God, I'm here today. I was released eight years later after I served my 12 years completely, um, and I've been home five and a half years now. Okay, good stuff. So, um, you know, there's never, I'm assuming, never any benefit to being in prison, but if you have to say you learned anything from being in prison or, or the culture or the lifestyle, were, did you get anything out of it? Oh, yes. I, uh, prison made me a man. 
made me uh, grow, grow up very, very fast because uh, prison is not a place where you can go in there with a childish mentality and cry and think that someone's going to give you something or um, just keep your way because you're unhappy or sad. Uh, mm-hmm. prison, prison made me understand about respecting individuals, mm-hmm. uh, about respect, respecting yourself, about uh, appreciating freedom, uh, mm-hmm. uh, appreciating life in general. Um, you know, there are so many individuals in prison today that will never have the opportunity to walk into a, a liquor store and walk down any aisle again. Um, mm-hmm. So it made me really appreciate uh, being 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 uh, free, uh, which at the time I wasn't. It also made me uh, understand the whole prison system. The prison mm-hmm. system is a billion-dollar industry. It's a mm-hmm. business. It's a business that will never go out of business. Mm-hmm. It, um, they have to, if there's no room for you to sleep, you will sleep on a church bench. You will sleep on the roof floor. You will sleep in a day room floor with a mattress. It does not matter. You will mm-hmm. be incarcerated uh, if you think they don't have room for you. Um, but it, it just taught me how to respect people and how to, again, respect myself because you have to respect yourself as an individual not to be placed in that situation ever again if you've been in there before. And, um, you know, it's just a way for life in there. Uh, you rot your visions, your dreams that one person may have while incarcerated. You'll never know if you get that opportunity to achieve that dream, even if you have a release date. And the reason I say that is because anything could happen at any time in prison. It can be a riot that, that breaks out, and you cannot just stand with your hands crossed or hide underneath the table because you have to learn to survive at any method, and you have to be willing to give up any release that you do have until you're actually free when those gates are open. So um, it just made made me appreciate life in general. Wow. Well, this is a good opportunity for me to take a break real quick, but when I come back, I want to talk more about your transition uh, from prison and into uh, what you're doing now. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am with Alfredo Barrios today. And before the break, we were talking about the early part of his life. Um, And I want to ask, um, was it while you were in prison or like after you got out that you started to get the feeling that you wanted to help out kids? It was uh, actually while I was in prison when I uh, when I was facing the uh, second trial of uh, the murder case that I was fighting. Um, that's when I knew, you know, hey, it, 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 I, it, I faced life since when I was a kid before. I've been in and out of institutions, and I figured there's something for me. If, 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 if I'm able to, to defeat this case and, and be free someday, then there's a calling for me, I said. And the one that I wanted to reach is the youth because... I gave up my youth as a, as a kid. I freely gave mm-hmm. it up. And that's when I knew that I wanted to reach as many youth as possible so that they don't go through some of the things I went through. You know, if, if it wasn't easy, but there's many individuals, many many youth, especially today, that don't understand how valuable their freedom is and how one mistake 
can cost them their whole freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's some sort of mentality, I think, especially with young kids, because they don't understand the dynamics or the parameters of the decisions that they make. But they really feel that, you know, I'm doing this for my group and not thinking about how that affects me individually. Um, but how do you, you break away from, you know, there's, there's a very stronghold with the gang mentality. How do you, how do you begin to get youth to break away from like, no, this is affecting your life. Forget like the group, but you know, what about you? Um, you have to be, um, how can I say, you have to, as they say, you have to put your pride to the side. You have to mm-hmm. come home, and, and it all starts, for me, it started all in prison. I had to put mm-hmm. my pride to the side and say, you know what, I'm no longer going to make a jailhouse shank to carry around for my mm-hmm. protection. I'm no mm-hmm. longer going to be socializing with individuals that don't have positive goals once they step out of these things. I'm no longer going to be uh, uh, having that mentality or how I'm going to come home and make money in a fast and illegal way. Um, mm-hmm. I took the time to receive my GED in, in, at the, after my, my, my case, and I received it. I took the time to enroll in college and take some, uh, a college course, a business course, and marketing course. Uh, and I mm-hmm. took the time to, to occupy myself in a positive way if it, if it was learning how to draw, and I became good at drawing, so that that was part of my pretty much killing the day, killing four hours mm-hmm. of that day. I, I, I became more involved in um, uh, exercising. I became more involved just within a positive mentality of what I'm going to do in a positive way. I began to write. I began to, just to, to stay occupied and, and say to myself, when I get home, all those individuals that I once knew, that I once surrounded myself, that I once called my friends, I won't want to socialize with them anymore if they're still on that negative mentality that, mm-hmm. that they're doing. I came home mm-hmm. and I said, okay, individuals that I know are doing some productive things that I still know, I still keep in contact in, in, in a good, positive way, but I no longer uh, drive around uh, knowing that I have a gun in the car, drugs in the car, or trying to go out and make money in that legal way with them. Mm-hmm. It's almost similar to like uh, what you hear, like an alcoholic or a drug addict. They can't go back to the neighborhoods that were feeding their addictions. They kind of have to relocate themselves someplace else so they can have a healthier lifestyle. You can't socialize with the people that you were involved with that process before. Right, right. Well, why? And you know, you know, you as an individual know. I know what I play with if I go back and socialize with individuals that aren't doing something positive for themselves today, that haven't changed their lifestyle, I know by me socializing with them, I'm not going to get anything out of it that's positive. You know, I don't want to hear that negative mentality. I don't want to hear negative advice like, hey, let's go do this or let's do that. I don't need that. Um, Mm -hmm. I I chose to be out here and let individuals know where I stand today. When I went, when I went to prison, and uh, I, I came home. I came home with a good name. I can hold my head high and say, hey, I know that the individual I was with when I was captured uh, never spent time in jail, never was mentioned during any police interviewing if they try to interview me or not. I know mm-hmm. that I have a good name. So with that, all I ask in return now 
is, hey, I lost my hands from anything that anyone wants me to be a part of and just respect. I just ask that everyone respect where I'm going today with my life because I respect mm-hmm. everyone that I had an issue with in the past. All I ask is you give me the same respect. I don't have no problems with anyone anymore. I don't even want any problems. But at the same time, some people cannot forget or forgive. And that's mm-hmm. something that I understand. But I'm, I will not let that uh, slow me down or stop me from achieving a vision that I have. And that vision is to reach my youth and through wherever, wherever I'm going. And I started back out in the city of Long Beach speaking to the youth at high schools and things like that because that's where I come from first. And um, that's what I'm doing today. Yeah, and and that leads us to talking about Order of Hip Hop 26. And I think that's what you're working on now. Can you tell me uh, more about that project? Order of Hip Hop 26 is uh, a brand. And what we're doing with that is uh, we're just trying to reach the youth through a seminar, bringing in speakers, and we're giving them a concert through hip hop. A positive hip hop mm-hmm. influences uh, that motivates the youth, encourages, and that does not degrade women, that does not promote violence, that does not promote respect. It promotes a motivation to these youth to achieve their visions that they have. So we understand that hip hop is big, and I mean big for every nationality out here, especially in Southern mm-hmm. California. I know. So many many youth are going into the schools listening to whatever they're listening to, and they they're pretty much have that in their head, and they're being influenced with some of that. A lot mm-hmm. of hip-hop in today's age is not all positive, and we want to let the youth know that through hip-hop, we want to reach you so that you can get the message that we want to reveal to you. Um, we, are a t- we have a T-shirt uh, uh, brand that we come out with, which is already hip-hop. We make T-shirts. And we just started off uh, this time, uh, a couple months ago, and proceeds of that, uh, of sales, uh, monthly will go towards uh, scholarship funding for some of the youth at, at, at the schools. And we're starting at Long Beach, uh, one of the high schools in Long Beach to begin with. Um, okay. So that's, that's the order of hip-hop. Is. Cool. And out of curiosity, the 2-6 stands for what? The 26 represents that every 26 seconds, there's a student dropping out of high school or school throughout the world. United States, and we wow. just want we want to bring awareness that hey, you know, that's that's big. We don't we don't want our kids to uh, to drop out. We want to give them an opportunity to graduate, and we just want to bring awareness. There's a campaign also under the two six. It's a two six campaign, and it's and it's backed by LeBron James. Um, I remember watching the two uh, two six campaign on uh, the NBA All Star game a couple years back when the Secretary of State Archie Duncan wore the number 26 while playing in a celebrity all-star game. And uh, that's pretty much what he says, man, I support that as well. That's, you know, it's something that, that, that I'm big on. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to, I, I want to, you know, when we speak, we let our youth know, hey, it's, it, it's not just graduation. It's not going to guarantee you a good, a good job, but it's going to give you the uh, pretty much balance to get to where you want to go without you worrying about getting questions. Do you have a uh, uh, High school diploma or not? We're giving. We want you to get an opportunity, have a chance by graduating to achieve other steps in life. So that's why graduation uh, with order of hip hop is big as well. Good deal. Good deal. And um, you had mentioned um, real quick before we take this break. You had mentioned uh, about um, you mentioned celebrity. 
Everybody, you mentioned about the the quality and type of music that you support, and it doesn't um, talk badly about uh, uh, females and you know, and vile. Do you think that rap hip hop artists today have a moral responsibility for the music that they're putting out, seeing as so many youth buy it? Because some so, so many of them say, you know, that's not our responsibility as parents. But do you think they play an important role in in the music that our kids are hearing? Oh, yeah, they definitely play an important role. And the hip-hop artists of today, uh, there's a lot of them that come out of the same neighborhood as some of the kids are coming out of today. You know, some have made it so big that they continue to promote it and things like that. But their own kids, their own kids are no longer in the same neighborhood that they once grew up in and do not get to experience what these kids are experiencing. These, some of these, their own kids don't even get a chance to listen to that same negative uh, hip-hop that a lot of uh, other teens are listening to. So hip-hop artists, they do have a responsibility, and they can, to, to, to promote the positive, to promote it more to the youth. If the youth are following these hip-hop artists on uh, Facebook and Twitter and so forth because of what they're doing today, why can't they promote something positive where these youth will follow them as well and start changing because they view, they look up to these hip-hop artists? You know, I just say that we can only do our part. The hip-hop mm-hmm. artists that are big today, if they feel they want to take time and be more involved with them, the doors open for them without no one even saying anything to them because they should understand that as we get older, we need to reach our next generation leaders, which is the youth. Mm-hmm. This is a good opportunity for me to take a break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Don't Box Me In on TalkZone.com. Here's Lana Reed. Hello, hello, and welcome back to me and my show of technical difficulties today. You know, you're so dependent on this Internet stuff, and then when it fails, you don't know what to do. Uh, Alfredo, Alfredo, I apologize. Uh, before the break, we were talking about um, the impact of hip-hop music on our youth. Now, let me ask you this. You have kids of your own? I have one son. He's 22 years old, actually. He's 22? Yes. That's not a son. That's a grown man. That's a grown man. You're right. That's a grown man. Oh, did did, did he listen to uh, hip-hop as well growing up? You know what? He did, and he still does, I I believe. And, um, you know, I've been away from him for so many years out of his life. And... uh, uh-huh. You know, uh, all I can do is try to tell him uh, and show him, by example, uh, that I'm through with that uh-huh. life, and uh, you know, just try to talk to him in that in that in that way. You know, and, and you know, and I'm talking about hip hop, and I understand the negative impact it has, but me being a Southern California girl, and I mean, growing up, going to just so a part of us, you know, you're your NWAs, all of that stuff, but um, you know, you just don't think that this is really having such a negative impact on the larger generation of, of youth. So, you know, it's it's something really to think about and and rethink about. Um, but back to the order of hip hop, uh, twenty six. You also do after school programs as well, or you're trying to raise funds for after school programs. 
what we did when we first started, um, we started in April, and what we did, we were given the opportunity to do a seminar and concert uh, through a friend of mine that worked at one of the schools here in Long Beach. And, that, and we filmed the event. Uh, it was very, very good, uh, good vibe. Uh, we got good feedback from the counselor. And uh, just started getting me out more, speaking more to school. Um, mm-hmm. And what we did is we, we, we connected with a non-profit uh, uh, organization. It's, and, um, and what we do is, is get an after-school program uh, that we just went in for an hour, uh, which is called YouthOurFuture.org. Uh, they teach kids how to do filming, editing, and uh, production, uh, music production, out of one of their studios in Gardena, California. And uh, what we did is we went in and just bonded with the class. We had a class that's called Male Academy class with about 20 to 25 students. And we just started bonding with them as far as getting to know each other, talking to each other, and speaking to them and just trying to motivate them and encourage them. Um, so that's what we had uh, for, I think it was a 10-week course. Uh, and now that the school season is over here, we are working on being back involved with them at the beginning of next school semester, which is in September again. Okay, so this is going to be a current after-school uh, program. Yeah, right now we're just going, uh, the organization is just working all the paperwork out for the district. Uh, because when you get into a school district, I mean, there's so much uh, behind it I mean, that you have to apply. Yeah, it's so much red, it's red tape. So much red tape. Right, right. So that's where we're going uh, with that. And, you know, I think, uh, me personally, I think after-school programs are so important, so vital, especially when you're talking about trying to keep kids off the streets. Um you have to give you have to give us to do after school, and um, you know I, I really think that we need to focus on those after school programs because you know uh, whether they say idols idol mind is the devil's pathway, so you know right. you have to keep them busy. You have to keep them busy, that's, so that's a good stuff. Yeah, that's true. And, we have and, uh, also, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, dear. Oh, we also we also uh, like I said, uh, after school program is very vital uh, because you know when you keep. Uh, the kids after school, I know when I was a kid, after school, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to go home and do homework. I'm ready to go get on my bike or wherever else I have to do and get into something where we're hanging out, you know. And um, mm-hmm. when you get today's age, uh, kids, uh, you know, I, I try to go to certification after schools to observe what the teens are doing. A lot of them are going to skate parks. It's just something to do and to keep them occupied. But some of these skate parks are not all doing some positive. You see we youngsters there, they're smoking cigarettes now, they're smoking marijuana out the skate park. Mm. I mean, it's, it's just like a hangout for the teens, you know, and, um, you know, and, and it's, if they think it's so cool, you know, I think so cool to do this stuff. And uh, uh, when you give them after school program, like the program called Long Beach that we work with as well, they, they do a, they, they teach them a class how to do computer graphics for free. Like a thirty thousand dollars qualification that they're giving out for free there, you know. And uh, we try to work with them by recommending some of our students that we're working with towards their program. Um, and, and, and I'm just trying to stay more involved with the youth after high school, uh, after school. Like I said, I'm just going to try to do my part in order to get people to do their part. And that's all we can ask. Uh, and if anyone else comes on board and do their part throughout different cities, that's the same. That's youth period because it's really important to us. And you had mentioned earlier the scholarships. What do the kids use the scholarships for? 
we're going to be giving uh, funds for a uh, college scholarship. Uh, um, okay. And, uh, and whatever uh, the school uses that the funding for, if it's uh, a field trip that gets somewhere different, uh, things like that. But that's what our goal is for college scholarship because our thing is to uh, encourage them to graduate. So once they graduate, we want to at least have their ceremony at the end, hey, this is a scholarship funding for whatever X amount of dollars there is. Gotcha. So right now, how many schools have you been in so far? Uh, so far, I've spoken in about four schools in Long Beach, and we're looking to get into more uh, uh, next school semester. We have a meeting in August, I believe, where we're putting together for the school district where we can try to get in there and present what we want to offer. We uh, just teamed up with a former NFL player who has his own foundation, which is Fit for Life Youth Foundation, and he is a great guy that's done a lot of good stuff, and he was actually at a school with me um, and saw me speak to some of the youth, and, you know, he mentioned to me, he said, I want to work with you. I like how you pretty much spoke to the youth and what, how they got with the feedback that, that, that they received me with. Um, so we've been working together, Oscar McBride, uh, been working together right now with a few things, and we have a few plans to uh, get into the schools next semester. And uh, I also, do you just work with high school students or you work with elementary as well? Uh, we're working with high school and junior high school right now. We, uh, we're speaking to one of the uh, ladies involved with the district that wanted us to hit the uh, junior high school level. So that's in the process mm -hmm. as well. Um, and we're not only doing Long Beach. We started in Long Beach, but we also did. I also spoke out in the city of Los Angeles at uh, uh, Hamilton High School up there in Los Angeles with uh, uh, Freeway Rick Ross. Rick Ross, he's one of the guys that works mm -hmm. with me on speaking. He speaks with me, and I speak with him. Whenever I need someone to speak at one of my events, he'll come. And whenever he needs me to go, I'll, I'll be at his event as well. Uh, so we're collaborating together in the same have to reach our youth. Good. And, and just a curiosity, the, the old crew that you used to run with back in the day, are they supportive of what you do now or or not? Uh -huh. do, do they know? Yeah, they know because I have my website and things like that that I I put the videos of speaking and uh, that, and they know what I'm doing. Um, you know, like I said, what I'm doing is for a, a, a cause and my vision. It's not uh, how they um, perceive it. I hope they respect it and just uh, accept it. Um, but, yeah, many of them have been part of a lot of old friends and have been very supportive and family and friends who, you know, they tell me, uh, you're doing a good job and, uh, you know, what I'm doing is not for everyone. Not everyone's going to support my cause, and, that, and I understand that. Um, I just want people that want to support it. Those are the ones I want on board with me, and uh, it's appreciated. Their support is very much appreciated. Well, we're going to take our last break of the day, but when I come back, I want to talk about how we can get more people to support you, and also um, I want to talk about the uh, NFL football player that you partnered with and the project that I think we talked about that you guys are working on. But uh, stay tuned and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Don't Box Me In on TalkZone.com. Here's Lana Reed. Hello and welcome back. I have spent the day talking with Alfredo Barrios, the board of hip hop 
Is it 26 or 26? Uh, 26, 26. 26. Yeah. 26. 26. Okay, you know I wanted to get it right. And uh, for this last break, um, we have begun to talk about uh, the uh, partnership that you had formed with the NFL football player. And I do believe you guys have a couple of projects on the pri- pipeline coming down the wire. Could you tell us about that? Yes, we've uh, partnered up with Oscar McBride, uh, former NFL uh, Arizona Cardinal and Kansas City Chief tight end out of uh, Notre Dame alumni, played under Lou Holtz. Um, and he started a foundation, which is Youth Fit for Life Foundation. And uh, it's like a, and what they do is um, they, they focus on childhood obesity, uh, how to combat it, uh, fighting diabetes as well with it. And uh, they have football, different, different programs uh, uh, that they work with. Um, they have a website that, that describes everything they're doing, which is www.fit4lifeyouth.org. Uh, they are a nonprofit. And what we have right now, we're doing our first annual, actually, golf event. And uh, what we're doing is we're going to raise funds, uh, continue uh, going to the schools the next upcoming school year, and just to uh, uh, for a football camp that he has that he started this month as well. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing uh, this month uh, and next month. So the golf tournament is next month? Is there a particular day? The, the golf tournament is actually August 16, 2013, here at Recreational Golf Course in the city of Long Beach. Um, it's going to be it's, uh, under uh, our website that we have, which is uh, com slash fit for life oohh 26 And it has all the details. I mean, it's going to be. A lot of fights. We have uh, Notre Dame alumni coming on. We have uh, we're working uh, to confirm on former NFL Willie McGinnis out of Long Beach. That's not confirmed yet. Uh, we're working on that. We're also working on uh, getting an entertainer there. Perhaps uh, uh, one of the individuals we know that's going to perform for us. A positive. So I have a friend that's also working on being a, a Snoop Lion. That's not confirmed either, but we're working on that because part of this golf tournament is also featuring uh, um, raising some funds for uh, Team Jessica, which is my stepdaughter mm-hmm. who is battling lupus. Uh, she's been mm-hmm. fighting lupus for, for seven years now, and uh, she's been doing her lupus walk and, and, does, uh, and raises money and donates to the lupus, lupus research during her walk. Uh, her walk is in September, so... We're doing a special golf ball drop for her to try to raise money. Uh, for her, we're planning on raising about twenty five hundred to three thousand. And Oscar McBride's foundation is, is donating a minimum of thousand dollars to her cause during this event. Um, so we have uh, yeah, we have some sponsors that uh, on our website that there's sponsorship levels, opportunities. There's uh, for people to register and sign on. Um, and it's just going to be a great day. We, you know, uh, if, if I may, Lena, I'd like to just um, thank uh, our, one of our sponsors, which is Birdie, Bonded, Bluefing, uh, Renee Salcedo, Nancy Mondale for, for everything, and uh, future sponsors that are uh, looking at our, our paperwork now and trying to come on board as well. And we welcome them as well. Anybody can participate in the tournament, or is it only for the celebrities? No, no, anybody. It's this event, we're going to have some of the youth that we uh, that we work with at the school that we speak to. We our mm-hmm. plan is to have them come out and volunteer so that they can get a feel of something different. Because 
golf, we chose golf because in golf, uh, there's so much golf etiquette that teaches people respect. You know, you don't talk like someone's about to swing. You don't walk through someone's golf line. I mean, there's just so much etiquette out there that we want to teach the youth as well so they can understand out and see different things, meet different people, and see what other people are doing so that they can get a mindset of saying, man, that, that was pretty interesting. Maybe someone may want to take them to do something in a different field. So um, uh, that's why we chose golf. We, we're going to have the youth there. We're going to have some people filming. Uh, we're going to have, uh, it's open for anyone to register. Uh, if you'd like to come out and play some golf, if you'd like to attend the banquet, uh, we have some uh, um, uh, uh, giveaways. We have some uh, uh, celebrities and uh, sports figure autographs on footballs and baseballs and things like that. Um, it's going to be a fun day, and, and you're more than welcome to come out and register as well and come on and take a swing. Yeah, I always tease my friends that play golf. I say, I don't understand. You know, you hit the ball, and then you walk to it, and then you hit the ball and you walk to it like what's the fun in that and you're like no it's strategy Lana and I'm like ah, I don't think so just give me the golf cart but <laughs> well every, but, everyone's yeah. going to have a golf cart every, every golf player will have a golf cart <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what was that day again and what was the location at again it's August 16th um, uh-huh. 2013 location is recreational golf course 500 Duke and Minjian Drive, Long Beach, California, 90804. For more information, anyone that want to spot that want to sponsor or would like to uh, 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 sign up or need more information, they can reach me at 562-271-3838 or email us at info at fitforlifeyouth.org. And we have all the information. We have a, a website that just created just for the event. Uh, we're looking for sponsors. Anything that, that, that people like to do, and there's uh, uh, their logo will be on the banner. We're going to have a backdrop banner. There's just going to be so much promotion for the sponsors as well. Good deal, good deal. And so do you have any other projects coming down the pipeline this year or in the near future? Anything yeah, we're going to get the off- Yes, we are. We're, uh, Oscar and I and youthourfuture.org, they're working on doing a short film. Uh, for the youth that we've been working on, so they're putting the whole uh, treatment together now, I believe. Um, so well, we, we we have so much footage of every encounter we had with the youth speaking wide, after school programs, and so forth. So we want to make a documentary in a way um, to show what these kids go home to, why they say, you know, you don't understand us. You know, because a teacher doesn't understand some of these kids, they're saying, because they don't know what they're going home to. Well, it's true. Some of these kids don't want to go home after school. They don't want to go home because there's nothing at home for them to, to do there. But again, the problem for the families doesn't care as, as some of the kids are um, So we, we want to put a few things together, a few documentaries. Um, and we just want to work hard to get the message out, you know, about how to reach our youth, you know, because, again, um, that's, that's our main focus is the youth. Okay. Okay. And um, so... Tell me this. Let's go back to the beginning. A, a young parent or a new parent, what would you, reflecting back on your life, what would you tell them as far as keeping their kids away from the lifestyle that you had? What tips and pointers would you give? I think uh, you just have to keep talking to them and not only talking to them, though, but also doing what you tell them not to do. 
these kids are very smart. You know, you tell a 14, 15-year-old kid, don't gang bang, don't smoke this, don't do that, and they see you out there hanging out with your pants hanging down or smoking this or doing this, and that's something that you tell them not to do. Why should they do what they're looking at? Because you're a parent? Mm-hmm. That's how they view it. So I think that they just, if they, if they, they, they need to start thinking, I think parents need to be more about their kids instead of themselves and trying to still enjoy that fast life. Because your kids are going to follow the direction that they see you as a parent going, especially if you're making mm-hmm. income in a legal way. So um, mm-hmm. just, just appreciate your kids and, and, and just talk to them. And if your kid doesn't listen, there's something that's positive that you want to do. I mean, you just have to keep living your life and living that positive lifestyle and, and hope that your kids follow eventually because not everyone we're going to reach at, at these schools. Maybe. We're not going to reach every youth. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's those it's the ones that do want to make that change and that do want to listen, and those are the ones that we want to reach. And uh, I just say, you know, I, I pray for everyone and hope that they don't uh, experience the things that are inside prison and waiting for people. Or just experience losing their freedom, period, you know. Gotcha. And and what advice would you give to the young girl or young guy living in the neighborhood and struggling with trying to walk a right walk, but, you know, I have to live in this neighborhood. So, you know, my next door neighbor or my, my friend across the street is, how do I, I exist in this little nucleus of gang activity, but not involve myself? How, how would you tell somebody to escape that? I just come to escape it by being determined and by seeing other and, and knowing all other friends in the neighborhood, what they're going through, if they're being shot at, if they're being incarcerated, and being determined to say, I don't want to go through what that person's going through. I'm going to fight harder to get away from this neighborhood. And the only way to escape is to educate myself, to stay educated and learn more and keep going higher and higher until I'm able to live the life that I really want. Because if you stay in there and if you follow and you know what you're doing, what they're doing is wrong, and you're part of it, then you know the outcome already. It should be a secret or a surprise to you when it happens. You just have to be determined as a young lady. I think that as young ladies, you need to respect yourselves because a lot of these young men are not going to respect you either. So if you allow Mm -hmm. a man to disrespect you, they're going to disrespect you. And uh, that's what I just try to tell the, the young ladies when there is uh, young ladies involved in the school that we speak to. Just respect yourself. Don't let no one mistreat you. Don't ever let a man put his hands on you because there's no excuses for that. And just, you know, uh, choose education and get away from the neighborhood that you say is, is, you don't want to be a part of. Um, and, and that's all I can tell you with the kids. You know, they have to be determined and determined to achieve their goals. Gotcha. Gotcha. All righty. So one last time, give me the website for the golf tournament one more time, please. It's www.birdeasepro.com slash fitforlife, O-O-H-H-2-6. And that information is also on the uh, uh, website for fitforlifeyouth.org. And, again, they can reach us at 562-271-3838 for any information or any questions regarding the golf tournament or anything regarding Order of Hip Hop. Uh, again, Order of Hip www.orderahiphop26.com. We have T-shirts on there, and we have a million stock, and we will do free shipping for you. Um, and it all benefits uh, one of the youth in one of our schools. 
good deal, good deal. I might have to come out there and, and, and rent me a golf cart, you know, roll around on that day. I tell you what, if you come out, you don't even have to rent one. I have one for you there. <laughs> I'm not going to participate in that. that. That game makes no sense to me, that sport. But, you know, I'll come out there and support. Uh, but, okay. yeah, that's I'll a good thing. You, I'll send you all the information on the email. I'll send you the link, everything for you, and you can have it as well. And you can see all anything there. And, if, again, if any sponsor good wants to sponsor a hold, they're more than welcome. All right? Good deal. All right. Okay. Well, I am at the conclusion of my hour. Uh, again, these things go by so fast. I've had the pleasure of speaking with Alfredo Barrios of Order of Hip Hop 26 today. Let's keep up with this project, see what he's got, and see how you can uh, help him out. Log on to the website. And once again, his website is orderofhiphop26.com. And um, Alfredo, I thank you for hanging out with me today, and I hope you continue to blessed to touch our youth which is much much needed thank you again for your time and for your show and uh, continue to all the success in the world appreciate your time oh thank you thank you thank you well that is all for this week's show I'll be back next week at the same time until then remember when it comes to your dreams the words can't and won't should never slow you down there's always room to, to grow don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. I am your host, Lana Reed, and you can reach me at lanareed.com. Until next time, I look forward to connecting with you.